to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is May 31st, and this is episode 202. Hopefully, you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday today. We've got some very anticipated and exciting things to go over in the charts today. Um, as always, starting off with our macros, weeklies are still looking quite bullish. Still looking quite bullish, even after all that sadness of yesterday retesting back down. We are technically still TC down on the Bitcoin weekly. But as we can see, momentum shifting back into the upside. The wolf pack potentially bouncing off the zero line, pinching of the market liberator waves. Um, we're continually seeing signs that we are finding support and bottoming at this level of the 200 EMA, sitting right around 26,800. Of course, we have to continue closing weeklies above 26,800 for this to still consider uh, to be considered valid. Essentially, um, when looking at ETH on the same time frame, we have an even more bullish case here. We can see that the waves are already pinching together. Our momentum is much stronger in an upside direction. And Wolfpack has already bounced off the zero line. And at the same time, we never actually had that close of a triple confirmation. We are still technically TC'd back here from 14,000, uh, sorry, 1420, 1400, $1,420 mouthful. So Ethereum, you know, overall could be essentially underlying what is actually going on. This retest of 27K that we've had last night, you know, still within our valid support level. As long as we're, again, closing above 26,800 on, I would say, at least uh, a daily time frame, we can tickle the bottom here as many times as need be. As long as momentum and volume continues to build in an upside overall direction. So... Yes, weekly still looking quite bullish. Again, Ethereum still has bullish market structure, potentially bouncing up from the 618 level. Fibonacci, I'm seeing support everywhere between 1750 and 1850. If we get a chance in the shorter time frames to come back into that level as of right now, still looking at that as a re-long buying opportunity, not financial advice. As far as Bitcoin goes, anything between $26,500 and $27,000 still seems like uh, the support level and where we should be picking up potentially starting orders if you haven't already, potentially adding into that position if you were able to take profits up here at twenty-eight to 28500 as previously spoken about as profit-taking regions. So what do we see when we start to move into our midterm macros? Well, three-day, two-day, again, Bitcoin, you know, overall rejecting in the shorter midterm here. We are technically TC'd on a two-day time frame. Potential to see three-day and four-day um, in the next two to three days, depending on what happens here. If, you know, we can get back above, let's say, 27500 in today or even tomorrow, uh, we potentially, you know, this action that's turning down, trying to turn back up, potentially does have a chance to actually finish turning itself up. And again, Ethereum on the same time frame has a completely different picture here. We are in a much more, a much stronger bullish trend. We can see that we're bouncing off of a support once again with more momentum than we had the first time we bounced at 1450 all the way to 2100. Uh, so are we setting ourselves up for a trap? 
fakeout continuation? Very highly likely. Again, even though BTC is not agreeing at this current moment, if everything from the S&P to Ethereum to just the total in general continues ticking up, uh, BTC is going to have to change its uh, thought patterns here. We have market structure sitting right here at $30,000, telling us that as far as the three-day goes, this is not going to become completely bullish until we are closing this time frame above this level for sure. We would more than likely see fib lines extend first and then market structure flip actually at this point uh, where we are here between 26 and 27k. So if we can hold and find support and keep the overall momentum moving to the upside, which we have all the underlying signs of, we are looking at this as a potential uh, bearish trap continuation, you know, a big move. Again, we're right near the end of a trend, potentially moving into a newer, larger midterm macro trend. So you get all this room for fuckery in the midterm, short-term charts. The only thing I see right now that would uh, turn us away from this bullish thinking is if the debt ceiling proposal gets rejected in the next day or two. Very highly unlikely that it is rejected, though. You know, it's not very often that, I believe it's Congress, you know, declines this sort of uh, decision. So, you know, that happening, obviously we would more than likely reject, test back into towards potentially all the way to 25, or even our original downside target, macro target of 22 to 23K. If the debt ceiling proposal is approved, and we continue bouncing here, and this was just essentially, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news type of event, because obviously everyone, you know, and didn't really, we did we saw no initial reaction yesterday. We, you know, the market was very dead, very, sorry, Monday. I, yeah, no, 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 Tuesday. Yeah. Blah, banking holiday. Everything was really dead yesterday, right? We didn't see a lot of volume. We didn't see a lot of decision. The stock market obviously, you know, showed signs of rejecting, pushing back down and retesting into that 4150, which is exactly what we did. We've retested it. And now actually as of this very second, we are trading 30 points higher than we were on that low. We're already seeing this bounce in our midterm short terms. Money flow back into the green. Green dot confirmed. You know, higher low again. So we are seeing signs of this bounce and potential trap already retested the more important resistance prior to this retest now of what was resistance turned support right we have our main retest we have a higher high bit of bearish divergence not in the money flow though so overall momentum was still building in that point we deal with the divergence we stack a higher low and if we don't get a converging wave if we make a new higher high we potentially invalidate this bearish divergence that we have from the 18th of May going to the 28th of May. Again, we're looking at S&P right now. If we can confirm this higher low and start ticking back up in these midterms, which again, two hour to four hour already showing signs of doing so, and we break a higher high, there's nothing really stopping us until 4,300 points. Another 100 points step up uh, for the S&P to the next short-term resistance level by that point, you know, we potentially could be looking at this as an idea of some sort of ascending triangle rather than symmetrical triangle. But that's an idea for later. Right now, I mean, 
I'm not giving it too, too much merit, but it is still a possibility. If we zoom out here, you can kind of see what I'm getting at here. But boom. All right. So we really want to like 4,300 is the next very important level. We may see initial rejection come back down into this 4160, 4150 level for another higher low overall in the midterm macro between the 16 hour daily, two day type of deal. You know, but again, like looking at the underlying stuff, money flow on the daily, on the two day, on the three day, they're all up four day. You know, they're either up or they're consolidating while being up. So I really don't think that we've lost all of our momentum here. I still think that there's a good possibility we can see that as as this symmetrical triangle has been, we fake broke down here back in uh, September of last year. We took about, I believe it was a 10% drop out of the triangle. The wrong type of bloody hell. All right. Percentage wise. Okay. Sorry. It was about 6%. So I would say at minimum, usually how these things go, it swings down to the bottom. The teeter-totter then swings back. So at least towards a 6% move, that potentially happening would, again, break us above this horizontal resistance of 4,300. That would be technically a higher high in the macro as far as, I guess, the, sorry, the medium term macro we still don't have an overall you know fresh all-time high type of deal but that would be really other than 4500 the only two levels uh in our path to stop us after 4300 so if we can get that medium term macro medium macro higher high and then come back down retest either 4300 or even maybe back into our we can see much more support now coming in at 4170 4150 multiple areas of confluence going on in that zone that would potentially be a very likely probabilistic type of thing as long as we can find support there we can actually break this triangle out and shoot for new all-time highs as long as the momentum continues to build up you can see we're just at the beginning of potentially a massively long-winded upside move which is what the stock market tends to do if it comes down into the red for a very short period of time and then, you know, shoots back into the green. We have, we, we went from 2009 all the way into 2022. I mean, there, you know, there was massive downside in this overall thing, but like, you know, does it matter in the grand scheme of things if you're getting in from the get-go, right? Like, well, I've gotten at a thousand, uh, and it came back to a thousand, not once, twice. Oh man, you know, it scare you. My entry got tapped twice. But over the next 10 years, right? Do these little downside moves really matter? No. So, I mean, again, I'm looking big picture right now. Things are still so potentially good. Very quite bullish. Again, debt ceiling disappearing for two years. It's almost guaranteed to go sideways and up overall. Continuation. Break new all-time high by next year, potentially. And look for continuation. We tend to stick into the green money flow on the weekly for a very long period of time. You know, we had all the potential to have one of the most depressing depressions, you know, recessions ever at this point, but we didn't do it. And I still, you know, I don't think we're going to do it. If we, again, miss the debt ceiling thing and we reject this level, we could be in some deep doo-doo, but I mean, overall... Again, a higher low 
and continuation is still, you know, 99% more likely than actually falling out of this upside trend that the S&P has been going in. All right, talked about the S&P enough, but I thought it was important to bring this up and point out what we're looking at overall with the stock market because, you know, again, Bitcoin tends to follow along. You know, BTC right now, not looking so fantastic in the medium term, short terms, right? Like we're technically still making lower high. We've got some uh, hidden bearish divergence going on and the money flow in the medium term and short terms have fallen off cliffs. But, you know, Bitcoin has that extra volatility. You know, the whales actually have a chance of, of faking people out in a much better way because they can move the price of BTC in comparison to some of the actual stocks and assets and stuff. So very cautious this week to what's going on debt ceiling wise and just everything coming out in the news. Again, you know, there's potential things going on in Taiwan, things still happening between Russia and Ukraine and BRICS and so many things going on in the background that, you know, are going to affect us overall. So just be mindful of that. But again, overall momentum still building. I'm still overall bullish um, as of right now. The macro triple confirmation still in its long you know we had a potential it did pop up back here when we retested back into 25800 but it did not close it disappeared and we're back at the races so we've got a potential couple divergences stacking up in our medium short term here still technically a higher low if we get the bounce off the zero line again you know i think bears are going to cry because we're going to have a very quick ride back up into towards 28 and retest those highs again if we were to see a lower high somewhere around 27500 and reject potentially we still take another step down just because there's not enough uh, bullish divergence in what we're seeing in the current term to actually get that sort of explosive move inflation going sideways I just don't know where retail will find the money to buy anything unless they YOLO. Which they might do if things break up. But to me, it's a bigger fall. I look up some shit last night and funny enough, every crypto bull run started with a meme coin exploding. <laughs> Looking at you, Pepe. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, overall, I mean, the, the, uh, the shit coins, the memes, they don't look bad. They don't look bad. Like the total right now far as the medium term four hour goes, still in a bullish posturing, finding a higher low at the moment, and bouncing off the 618. Like that is a perfect retest right there. If we are to bounce off the 618, that's like textbook move right there. We've got a bunch of other stuff saying bullish divergence. You've got the monthly RSI or the weekly RSI or whatever crossing back to the upside. Potential golden cross still coming. You know, they're trying to push people out before the real move. You know, I don't think people get that. We've just been consolidating between 30 and 20 for like eight months, a year. You know, where's the consolidation? The macro consolidation is right here. We've touched the bottom twice. We've almost touched the top twice. You know, so like we're still in a very macro consolidation and people are, I just don't think they're zooming out enough. Everyone's worried about, you know, the trade to to from 25 to 27 and then the trade to 29 and like you know these are great and all things but like looking at the scheme and the overall projection of things you know we could be in for a very very exciting and prosperous couple years coming into this thing so 
I encourage you all to look at your weeklies, at your monthlies, make your own educated decisions, you know, but to take in that bigger picture right now, I think is, is very important. There's a lot of things that are potentially developing here, you know, levels that we haven't seen broken in a very long time. And going back to what Pio said, I don't know if, you know, it's going to be a retail fueled rally. I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot more smart money, a lot more investor type of edge people, because, you know, they're the ones who are seeing that the system they've relied on for however many years, you know, is potentially coming to an end or failing them, you know, so they've watched from the sidelines for 10 years as Bitcoin has only, you know, like <laughs> completely um, showed everyone wrong, like showed them off. Yeah, like I don't know how to say this. Um, you know, in 2012, Bitcoin going to zero. 2014, Bitcoin going to zero. 2016, Bitcoin going to zero. And it never happened. And they've just had to eat their words, you know, foot in the mouth completely. So I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. There's so much money floating around in other spaces and other parts of the system that, yeah, you know, we'll see. Where's their money? Where's their money? Potentially in bonds, potentially in the traditional markets, potentially in houses. Yeah, a lot of wealth is stacked up in uh, real estate. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come from. I just, I know that like, you know, looking at volume metrics, we are due for a, basically a macro volume uh, trend shift, right? When we're looking at Bitcoin over the last couple of years, right? Volume of every rally has declined, 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 declined. And we're at, you know, some of the lowest points of volume that we've seen ever. We got to go back all the way to like 2013 to find this low, of, this low of volume. So, you know, there's not much Bitcoin for sale. And uh, I think a lot of people are realizing that, you know, there's, they're, they're trying to build their bags up, the, the smart money in the whales, and they're patient. They're willing to, you know, let it sit at these levels as long as it takes, because they know that there are weaker hands out there who are willing to give up those precious Bitcoins. Oh, we can wait another four months. We can wait another six, eight months. That's fine. You know, the average crypto investor isn't in long enough to understand that type, that type of long-term thinking cycle. Pre-2021. Would love to see what happened that cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So future is bright. Hopefully I didn't sound too absolutely bull crazy today. Did we even go into our short terms? I don't think we did. Let's go into our short terms quickly and then wrap things up. Heading down here into our four hour, six hours. Um, yeah, really, I mean, starting to see support at this level. Nothing's really confirmed yet, but three hour bouncing off zero line, green dot, turning back up, wolf pack. The, the you know, the move down happened overnight. Just a lot of like questionable things with this pushback into uh, 27 27,200. Retesting support now and potentially if it holds as support, you know, again, I would still want to see not a rejection from our 382. Um, if we reject 27,500 or, you know, we only get to 27,400, I still think that potentially we take a step towards 26,500. Still overall a higher low. That's not an issue for me. Potential for adding back into the long at that point, bringing my entry down a little bit. Um, but definitely if, you know, if you're going to do such a thing or hold your position from 27, 27, 200, you, you want to take profit up in this 27, 500 region first, take profit, you know, <laughs> at least like a break even price or something of that matter. And then look to add back in potential reshorting at that level. But 
you know, the way the midterm is turning back up, it's still technically TC'd up on daily, TC'd up on two day. Yep. And some questionable other stuff going on in the time frame. So, you know, medium term, medium term macro, potential golden cross in a month or two. I just, yeah, just be cautious of shorting. Again, you know, if the debt ceiling stuff falls through, then, you know, short to the to your heart's content. Uh, my lungs at that point would more than likely get closed for now. And yeah, kind of see where it leads us. But overall, I mean, you know, that's just a short term inconvenience. I really believe that because they'll find a way to fix it. You know, maybe it's not that they just like, you know, uncap the ceiling for two years. Maybe it's, you know, well, we're only going to raise it 10 trillion or 20 trillion or whatever, you know, positive news, just not as positive. I still think like everything's lining up for, uh, you know, a big, like a more than likely upside move in the S&P. Um, just quick, US 10-year and Dixie um, showing signs of potentially rejecting in this level. US 10-year, as far as daily goes, already rejected. Clear sign, fourth day of downside. A little bit of hidden bearish divergence stuff going on here as well. So looking like, yeah, looking like some downside still in the future of the US 10-year. Um, Dixie um, still kind of hanging out around the highs here of 104.2, 420, baby. Um, but when we look at our medium terms, again, starting to see it kind of turn over, turn down. Potential for one type of last little spike, um, maybe towards like 105, that type of deal. But overall, I would be expecting still to come back into potentially 103, maybe even worse. Maybe we reject now, take a fatter dump to the downside. We'll have to see. Momentum is still building. It's still up in these medium terms. Uh, medium macro, still building up bullish momentum. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's going what's gonna to crater first? What is the answer to our solution? What is the solution to our stuff here? So we'll have to see if they uncap that ceiling. I can imagine the DXY is going to absolutely hit a wall and more than likely start cratering. But we'll see. You know, I'm not a not a wizard or a uh, fortune teller. So that's how it goes. All right. Any other questions? Any concerns? Any ideas of such and so? I think you understand how I think things through, which is a relief. I'm not cranky. <laughs> oh, P.O. Jonas, you guys are hilarious. Hilarious. I guess one thing, just as an ending note, I am keeping my eye on the BTC ETH chart right now, or ETH BTC, potentially re-triple confirming over resistance um, and closing above with momentum building up on daily. This is a pretty strong signal, my friends. Six divergences getting pushed through. Again, momentum of multi-day uh, back in the green. Weekly about to TC back up, potentially, with momentum back in the green. Or sorry, already TC'd up. It's looking really good. Um, I would want to see at least a daily close above, which could happen as early as today. We're still in this 618 level until we get above 0 0.06 nine let's say 0 0.925 uh if we can get a close above 0 0.06925 uh we could start absolutely pumping this thing make meaning that eth value is going up faster than btc value if we kind of consolidate here on btc you know the uh strong alts 
more than likely go for a little bit of a jog. I'll put it that way, you know, little little push here and there. Pretty good. So this is looking pretty good. Pretty good. Dominance, BTC overall, right? Not looking so good. So dominance coming down, money potentially flooding into other stuff. Yes, alts overall, not looking too shabby. ARB potentially bouncing again off zero line in the short terms, 618. We need to see where we land. If we reject a lower high, then potentially take one more step down into towards uh, 107, 110, that sort of deal. Okay, PO, fine. I will give in to your shenanigans. Let's check out Pepe real quick. Let's see. What amazing exchanges does this have to offer us? Wow. KuCoin, nothing but downside. Bit Binance, nothing but downside. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Why is this getting listed on, on things? I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I mean, okay. I'll give it the fact that it potentially could find some support and bounce here. But like overall momentum, money flow still being heavily in the red. You know, you have people shouting one thing and doing another is what it seems like. I mean, they did buy Pepe, but I, I don't know, man. Did they get duped? Mm, actually, okay. Mexi giving me a bit of a different picture here. If you only have data from <laughs> dropping, what the hell is that? Okay, so, I mean, again, similar thing. I would want to see momentum actually starting to build up, not being pointed straight to the ground. I still think you're going to probably test into uh, 113 or 111, 000 kind of deal. Uh, that's 0 0.5, 0.50s, 111. <laughs> yeah i mean overall it kind of looks a little flaggy but like market structure restructuring bearish at uh five zeros one five two nine whatever i hate i hate tokens like this that give me a this type of value because like someone listening on the podcast is like what the fuck man zero point zero 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 one two silly yeah um potential flag but momentum shitting the bed Shitting the bed. I think this thing could fall off a cliff. I really don't have a lot of high hope for this. You're much better off buying Doge or even Shiba at this point. You know, at least they're established. They've been around. They have kind of maybe sort of some utility. This has literally nothing. So, um, wishful thinking at best to think that this goes on anything else uh, type of run. Again, if momentum starts to pick up, you start to see bottoming signs, then potentially we can start looking at an entry. But I mean, yeah, you could still be looking at at least, oops, I keep pressing date range. I want price range. Where are we right now? One, two, three, three, five, one, two, that's close enough. Yeah, I mean like 15 to 30% still. And that's like, you know, that would still be holding support if you start closing below that level. Holy moly, like you're opening yourself up to a 50% drop, 69% drop back down to support down here. There's just, there's no levels in between here. Like if you don't hold at uh, 2.5, you're going to have a much nastier correction. All right. So be safe. Don't be silly. Yeah, it's definitely not like uh, you're going to make a bajillion dollars. But like if it comes back to support some sort of deal like this, potentially picking up some at that price not a bad idea you know for the memes for the jokes whatever not too bad yeah so high hopes not looking so good look at look at the look at the money flow just tanking tanking <laughs> to the ground hmm. okay one more one more chart and then i'm and then i'm out of here that's it we're gonna look at doge quick because i uh 
you guys know, you know, I, uh, I really think, I really think it's going to do some crazy shit in the next couple years. Shitcoin Wednesday. Let's go! Shitcoin Sunday. Hmm. How are we looking? I mean, at least, like, money flow again, building higher lows, uh, selling, uh, selling momentum, sell pressure, going down overall. Is this my chart? This is one of my charts. Turn this off for two seconds. Yeah, I mean, like, if we can break above 10 cents and then 15 cents, like, things get wonderful. So as of right, right now, you know, not looking too fantastic. We are seeing rejection, medium term, short terms, dailies, you know, reacting with uh, what happened yesterday in BTC. Very short terms, starting to show signs of bouncing. We are on the local bottom of seven cents. Um, looking overall pretty fantastic, I do gotta say. I really don't think this looks that bad. Again, overall, we're just continually seeing structure and support in this region. We've already got weekly bullish market structure fibs extending to the upside. So doesn't matter how many times we bounce along the bottom, as long as it continues to be the bottom six to seven cents, probably one of the best buying zones that we're going to see on Doge. Um, no financial advice. Again, if we lose six cents, things again get really nasty, you know, potentially all the way back down to two cents or half a cent. Like things get really rough if we start closing below, I guess, technically like five, uh, it's like 0.058. So just under six cents. Be cautious. Be careful of that. Again, you know, everything's going to react together. At some point soon, we're going to have like this mega eclipse of momentum in one direction or another. Um, catalyst, again, I'm really thinking it comes down to what the decision is for the debt ceiling. So be mindful of that. Five days away. That means we're looking at the fifth, hopefully for an answer. And it is the uh, monthly close today. So, you know, we should see some debauchery, some shenanigans still to come uh potentially near or after close today again with s&p kind of bouncing pretty good here 20 more minutes before the lunch close we're not looking too schmabby not too schmabby so we'll see we'll see how things go with that being said my friends <laughs> he said it he said it <laughs> with that being said my friends uh, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen as always. Thanks for being here in the Discord group listening live. If you guys are interested, you're listening from RSS feed, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can absolutely join the link to the Discord in the descriptions. Um, and come listen live when you want. Join the group. Come hang out. Check out the project, tripleconfirmation.com. As always, we don't have advertisers. We don't have sponsors. We just have our own project. The Triple Confirmation Trading Bot. Automated, decentralized, and on-chain. Everything you need to have a successful decentralized trading experience. Yeah, check it out, TripleConfirmation.com. We built a bot to trade for you. Some of the lowest fees in the industry, all that good stuff. We're not shilling it just for the heck of it. Built on a community that cares, wants to see everyone successful. And with that, I bid you good day. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.